This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. So this afternoon we're going to look at Bible prophecies about Israel and in particular for miraculous prophecies. Now, in the Bible, we are told that Israel is a geographic centre of the continents. Ezekiel 5 verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord God, This is Jerusalem, I have set it in the midst of the nations and the countries that are round about her. And Israel is also at the centre of prophecy. It was from the land of Israel, but the word of God came forth through prophets such as Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah and Jeremiah in Old Testament times and also through the apostles in New Testament times. Now prophecy is pre-written history. The land of Israel is the only land belonging to God's uh, people. The details of Israel's future are given to us in Bible prophecy so to know what God's plans are for the future, we need to study prophecies on Israel in Scripture. So let's look at the first prophecy in Israel, how Israel came to be a nation. Well, let's go to Genesis chapter 12 and the first five verses where we read of the father of the nation of Israel, Abraham. So in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 5, we read, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, the souls that they had gotten in Haran, they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. So what promises from God to Abraham do we find in these five verses? Firstly, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. And then further on in Genesis chapter 13 verses 14 to 16 we read. And the Lord sent to Abraham. After, after that lot was separated from him. Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward and southward, eastward and westward, for all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it to thy seed for ever. Now I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Now of course the great nation that God was speaking of was the land of Israel, which at the time was known as Canaan. In these three verses, in Genesis 13, the Lord is renewing his promises to Abraham. 
that Abraham and his seed would inherit what was to become the most famous of all the lands, the Holy Land of Israel. And then in Genesis 18, verses 18 and 19, it says, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. They shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So in these verses God has given Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, the promise of a son and descendants. He tells Abraham that through his son all nations of the earth will be blessed. The son of Abraham was Isaac, whose birth we read of in Genesis chapter 21, verses 2 and 3. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. So God promised the land of Israel to Abraham, Isaac and their descendants, the Jewish people. It was a firm promise which was and is irrevocable. Genesis 15 verse 18 says, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. So the next prophecy about Israel is its miraculous preservation. Now we've just seen how God brought about the nation of Israel, but also keeps Israel as a miraculous nation. Now King David, as we know, is one of Abraham's descendants. In Psalm 89, God speaks of his preservation of the nation of Israel. Let's just go to Psalm 89 and begin reading at verse 18. Verse 18 of Psalm 89. For the Lord is our defence, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. And thou spakest in vision to thy Holy One, and saidst, I have laid help upon one that is mighty, I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face, and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his own be exalted. And then in verses 27 to 29, also, also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him for evermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. So in these verses, God is declaring that the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and David would, would endure. But in verse 30 it continues by saying, If my children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God said that the Jews would disobey him, and they did. 
God said that the Jews would be dispersed from the land of Israel and they were. God said that the Jews would be discredited, they would become a proverb and a byword and they were. Now time and time again in the Bible we read of how the Jews were taken from their homeland because of their disobedience. But the longest dispersion uh, of the Jews from their homeland began in May AD 70 when Titus and 65,000 Roman soldiers besieged Jerusalem something that had been predicted by Jesus some 40 years earlier in his Mount Olivet prophecy. In Luke 21 sorry it's Luke 21 I've put Luke 20 on there it's Luke 21 and verses 20 to 23 Jesus says and when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies then know that desolation thereof is nigh then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains let them which are in the midst of it depart out let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto for these be the days of vengeance all things which are written may be fulfilled. In September AD 70 the city of Jerusalem fell to the Romans. The temple was burned and completely destroyed and many Jews were taken captive to Rome fulfilling the words of Jesus in Matthew 24 verses 1 and 2 where it says and Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. So when Jerusalem fell in AD 70, as I've said, many Jews were taken captive to Rome. However, some remained behind. And in 132, AD 132, a revolt against the Romans began. This was known as the Bar Kochba revolt was eventually crushed by the Romans in AD 135. Many more Jews were taken from their homeland, which slowly and slowly became emptier, and the nation of Israel ceased to exist. Just as God had said would happen, back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, which was written close to 1500 years before. Let's just go to Deuteronomy 28, and read verses 49 to 52. Verse 49 of Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favour to the young. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kine, or flocks of thy sheep, until they have destroyed thee. He shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustest, throughout all thy land. He shall besiege thee in all thy gates, throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. As swift as the eagle flieth. Now the most famous standard of the Roman Empire was a keeler or eagle, which was a symbol of the Roman legion. So in verse 49 here, the Lord is saying that it is the nation of Rome that I'm going to bring against you. So the re real main dispersion of the Jews from 
Israel began in AD 135. The Jews were scattered throughout the world because of their constant rebellion against God, fulfilling many Old Testament prophecies, one of which is Deuteronomy 28, again, and verses 64 to 67, where it says, The Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wooden stone. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the soul of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart, failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, We've got it even, at even thou shalt say, We've got it with morning. For the fear of thine heart wherewith thou shalt fear, for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. By 300 AD, the Jews had settled in every country of the Roman Empire except for Great Britain. And in verse 65, God says that in these nations they will find no ease and they will be discredited. In the vast majority of the countries that the Jews tried to settle in during their dispersion, they were either persecuted or driven from the country itself. On the slide here, we have a list of the countries that the Jews were driven from persecuted during their dispersion. We have France 1182-1306, Britain 1290, Germany 1012-1248-1348, Spain 1492, Portugal 1497, Hungary 1349, Austria 1421, Lithuania 1495, Crimea 1016-1350, Sardinia 1492 and Sicily also in 1492. I've just noticed the years here, roughly a 300 year period between 1182 and 1492. Now these years were particularly bad for the Jews due to the Crusades. The Crusades led to the Jews becoming the most, one of the most hated religious sects and were cast out of almost every country in Europe. They had to move into other countries, countries where they were also not wanted. For a short time they were accepted in Spain then the Spanish Inquisition came along and they were eventually cast out of Spain in 1492. The Jews continued to be treated in this way throughout the 16th, 17th, 18th and 19th centuries. But by far I'm sure we know the greatest persecution of the Jews occurred in the 20th century when during the Nazi Holocaust during the Second World War when in his attempt to create a pure race, Hitler devised his final solution, a plan to annihilate the Jewish people. As we know all too well, the Holocaust was a systematic annihilation of six million Jews by the Nazis during the Second World War. In 1933, nine million Jews lived in 21 countries of Europe that were to be occupied by Nazi Germany during the war. And yet despite the Nazi Holocaust, the Crusades and the persecution down the ages, the Jews have survived as a race, they retain their identity because God said he will not break his covenant with them. Psalm 89 verse 34 again says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. And also in Leviticus 26 and verse 44 God says, 
And yet for all that, when they be in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away, neither will I abhor them to destroy them utterly, and to break my covenant with them, for I am the Lord thy God. So in this verse we have a clear promise that despite the persecutions they would endure, the Jews would survive as a race. And then in Jeremiah 30 verse 11 it says, For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee. Though I make a full end of all nations, whither I have scattered thee, yet will I not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure, and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. And then Jeremiah 46, verse 28. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord, for I am with thee. For I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have driven thee, but I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. And finally, in Jeremiah 33, verses 25 and 26. Thus saith the Lord, If my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth, then will I cast away the seed of Jacob. So in this passage God is saying that as sure as night follows day, the Jewish race will continue. So why? Well, this leads on to look at the third prophecy about Israel. Why did God want them to survive? Well, because the Jews are God's chosen people, they are as witnesses to his existence and fulfilment of his promises to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 6 to 8 says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people you were the fewest of all people but because the Lord loved you and because he will keep the oath which has sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt and Isaiah 43 and verses 10 to 12 you are my witnesses saith the Lord my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, beside me there is no Saviour. I have declared and have saved and have showed, when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. When you look at what the Jews have gone through, ask yourself, what are the odds of the Jews surviving all that and retaining their identity on their own by chance. It's incomprehensible. Any other race would either have integrated into the country they were in or died off, but not the Jews, because God said, although I will punish you and make an example of you, I will not make a full end of you, because you are my witnesses, and I will bring you back into your own land. And in 1948, against all the odds, the state of Israel was reborn, and the Jews began returning home in their thousands, fulfilling numerous Old Testament prophecies. Now in Ezekiel chapter 37 we have an entire chapter which speaks of the restoration of Israel. So let's just read verses 11 to 14 
of Ezekiel chapter 37. Eleven to fourteen of Ezekiel thirty-seven. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesying, saying to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come apart of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Ye shall know the time the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you a part of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, ye shall live, I shall place you in your own land. Then shall I know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and performed it, saith the Lord. Then in verse 21, And saying to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. So why is it important to us that the nation of Israel has been reborn and is around today? Well, this leads on to look at the fourth prophecy on Israel and to look at. It's important because in the Bible we are told that when we see the nation of Israel reborn and flourishing as a nation, then the return of Jesus Christ to the earth and the establishment of God's kingdom on earth is very near. Now, in the Bible, Israel is often referred to as a fig tree. In Hosea 9 verse 10, for example, it says, When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your fathers, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. As we know, in Matthew 24, Jesus gives his Mount Olivet prophecy. He tells of the things that will happen in the world before he returns. And in verse 32, Jesus speaks of the fig tree, Israel. He says, I learned the parable of the fig tree. When his branches yet tend and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Jesus is saying, when you see Israel reborn and flourishing as a nation, then know that my return is near. Jesus Christ will return to the earth very, very soon to establish the everlasting kingdom of God on earth. And we can be 100% certain this will happen. Because the Jews have survived, the nation of Israel has been reborn, and like the fig tree in summer, is now a flourishing nation. But before Jesus returns, things are going to get worse once again for the Jews. We are told in scripture that they will be invaded once more, they will be defeated, and they will be taken away captive once more. Zechariah 14 verses 1 and 2 says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. But this is the final time the Jews will be taken captive. For in the next verses we read, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought, fought in the day of battle. And his, the Lord Jesus' feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. The Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. There shall be a very great valley 
half of the mount is removed toward the north and half of it toward the south. So his feet, the feet of the Lord Jesus will set foot on the Mount of Olives. He will return to save God's chosen people and to establish God's kingdom on earth. And God wants you to be a part of his kingdom. His invite is, his invite is contained in the most holy word. All you have to do is accept it, believe it, and be baptised into the saving name of the Lord Jesus, which in itself is an entire subject or two. So we've looked at four prophecies about Israel this afternoon. We've seen how the nation of Israel came into being thousands of years ago, the miraculous preservation, why the Jewish race have survived down the ages, and God's future plans for Israel, which involves the return of Jesus and the establishment of God's kingdom here on earth. And I'll leave you with this afternoon with the words of the prophet Ezekiel from chapter 11, verses 16 and 17, which speaks of God's everlasting promise and his covenant with the Jews the nation of Israel. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, though I remove them far off from among the nations, though I scatter them among the countries, yet I have been a sanctuary to them for a while in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.